This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Bryce Beck Podcast. I am your host, Sean Anderson. Thanks for the fast bird, Brad Pat. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Weber. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. God, it gets douchier every fucking week, Dave. I don't know if that's possible. I, I really don't. I think I think that catchphrase is a cockroach. Like we can't get rid of it. We can't kill it's it. It's nuclear. It's nuclear. It's it's awful. It can't, is, can't bring me down this week, Sean. Don't even try. It is awful. And yeah, now now we have to deal with the whole World Series and Cubs winning the World Series. But this is the basketball podcast. All right, put put your your Cubs shirt away. I'm just even saying. Though you're wearing I'm just it. saying Actually, you can't bring me down. Keep the shirt on. But <laughs> maybe we just, we're, we're uh, talking, you want me to take it off, Sean? I'll no, take it off. No, we're talking NBA. <laughs> uh, we're talking NBA today. We're talking Demar Derozan, the person that I, I called overrated about a week ago, and he's probably. Probably already proven me wrong, uh, just like Raja Davis did uh, when I said he was the most worthless, worthless uh, player on the Indians, and he hits a home run uh, and a big home run in that. Uh, I called Demar Derozan overrated, and uh, now he's putting up 36 points per game. So we'll t- we'll talk about Demar Derozan. Is he a superstar now? We are also going to be talking about uh, the 2017 NBA draft, and we're also going to be talking rookie of the year. 2016, 2017, and I think we know Dave's answer. It's most likely going to be Joel Embiid, but stick around so Joel, so Dave can talk about his buddy, the process, Joel Embiid. Did you know they actually announced him as Joel oh, I the know. process Embiid? I celebrated. It was amazing. You know, 76ers might be screwing up a little bit of the, the national anthem stuff here, but at least they're they're doing the intros right. So, anyways, let's jump in. First topic of discussion. We've been getting some hate for uh, for the Toronto Raptors here and where, where we put them in our playoff prediction. We don't think they're a bad team. Yeah, I might think DeMar DeRozan's overrated. Dave might hate them, but I don't hate them. I just, you know, had them slotted a lot lower than a lot of other people had them. Well, and one thing, a uh, comment that we received was uh, how they were a 50 team win last year and they just got better. You didn't get better. You stayed stagnant. You didn't really add that much to your team. You didn't lose that much but to your they team. Lo- they lost a ton. In a good way. They lost Bismack Biombo. Was Bismack Biombo holding back to Marta Rosen? Maybe. That's what it is. That's Locker the true cancer? question. That's it, yeah. Look at Orlando now. It's true. <laughs> Can't argue with those results. <laughs> and, but DeMarta Rosen right now, 36 points per game. Uh, we're, we're recording this while there's a game currently going on, so this might be mm-hmm. a different number when you actually listen to it. Right now, 24 minutes, 20 points against, against the Heat. So he's going to be near 30. Uh, by, oh, yeah. by the end of this, and, and and right now, Demar Derozan is playing phenomenally. I mean, he is he's going to the line consistently. You know, shooting pretty good from the line as well, ninety one percent. He's he's shooting great from the field, fifty three percent. Hasn't I think he's hit one three. Uh, it's not his game, and it's I'm not happy game, he's not yeah. trying to because a lot of guys in the league see the success of you know a Steph mm-hmm. Curry of Kevin Durant now, and it's just like oh well maybe I can introduce the three ball to my game. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really saying that it, that it is his game, but I mean he's still not efficient from out there. But God, but, no. but but I mean one thing he's more of like a D Wade, but just bigger. I mean D Wade was he's, never a good a, a good outside shooter, but you know he he's good driving to the hole. He's good with a step back jumper, and, and he's a decent playmaker. But one thing that I've always said that he's overrated is that he's just a scorer, and I never saw him as much. Do you think that now we can say that DeMar DeRozan is a superstar? Because when we talked about shooting guards and small forwards, I don't think he would be in that top seven that we had uh, in, in our early season. And I think in shooting guards, I don't think he was a, a top two shooting guard. But in your mind, is DeMar DeRozan an actual superstar? He's on his way there. I think the biggest holdback for you know calling him a superstar is the media. And because he's playing in Toronto, you know they have a huge presence. And like, look. They're a fantastic fan base, but when it comes to ESPN media, U.S. media, um, like Fox Sports, all, all of the major groups who do sports coverage, Toronto gets a, the short end of the stick quite often. So while he is putting up phenomenal numbers and you know showing that he's one of the best scorers in the league, Superstar is one of those things where it's not entirely dependent on your play. It's dependent on your brand as mm-hmm. a whole. Well, and that's the thing, but when you look at the city... I'm going to answer it kind of twofold. Is he a superstar for nationally? No, because of everything Dave just said. I don't have to repeat that. But is he a superstar in Toronto? The answer to that question is yes. Well, I mean, hold on. Are are we really talking like media? I mean, media made superstar? Because, I mean, like, yeah, he's not going to be like selling the most jerseys. But more I'm talking a superstar in the way that can he be a guy that leads the Toronto Raptors to an NBA Finals? Yes, you really think that DeMar DeRozan can be a LeBron James type player? Well, you throw out the well, LeBron, LeBron James okay, but I mean, name. Let's take a step back. Let's there, go James Harden. He was, again, 
previous yet, this season was a shooting guard. Yet again, I who think, is a scorer. I think the way you got to see this, but he's not a playmaker like James. The, the way you have to see this conversation is: is he on the level of LeBron James or James Harden or Russell Westbrook? God no. But it's kind of like I think of it when the NFL, when we look at quarterbacks. Do we look at quarterbacks and say, oh, is Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to throw Jay Cutler because he sucks. Jay Cutler on the same level as Tom Brady. I've got time to argue God, with you. No. Well, I think that's more like Ben Roethlisberger versus in, Tom Brady. Because, I mean, DeMar DeRozan's one, not that low down. In this one, I mean, though, I DeMar think DeRozan's you, could, you could make the argument of DeMar DeRozan is a superstar, but it's on different tiers. Where LeBron James Harden are up here, DeMar DeRozan's well, okay. down low. Because he doesn't need to be that media darling. He doesn't need to be known by everyone. He just needs to be loved by Toronto. I'm not, I'm not talking media-wise. I'm, I'm talking more like player-wise. Because I don't think he's a guy that... I, I still, I mean, after the great season he's having so far, again, it's five games. He was so our I, fourth, I still want to see it's it's our fourth shooting guard. Yeah, he, he was, was our top four. He was our fourth shooting guard behind, what, James Harden, Clay, and who was... CJ. CJ, okay. Which, he should probably be above CJ. Yeah, that was disrespect, yeah, but yeah. we were all calling high on CJ. And the, the one thing about DeMar is, and, and CJ can't lead, lead tra- trail but the no. Portland by himself, and I think Clay would be able to lead him a team by himself, but I don't. I think he'd be very limited. James Harden can do that, uh, which, again, he should probably be number one. Now he's a point guard. Should have been number one. But, but anyways, he dicks. Um, the thing with DeMar DeRozan is I still don't think he's a guy that can lead you to... Like a, a finals by yourself, and yeah, he's got Kyle Lowry there, but but like superstar, like See, and that's would the he, thing. Would he be like if we do a fantasy draft? Would he be a top fifteen pick? But that's the thing. Go back to what you said two seconds ago. He's got Kyle Lowry. Is he? Gonna, I'm saying is he, him. I know, but is he going to have Kyle Lowry after this season? Might not. Well, we're, we're just talking right now. For he might. He might not. And I'm thinking about it in the future too. This is a guy who, if I'm looking at right now, what he is putting out because. The interest, the most interesting thing to me about his play to start the season, when you look at, I'm just looking at the point totals, 40, 32, 33, 40, and then 20 right now as we're recording this podcast that might have gone up. However, the most interesting part is usually when guys sign a new contract and, 24 get, now. and get that money, usually they, they, they back off a little bit. Okay, I don't have to play as hard. Because I, I've got the contract. I've, I don't have anything to play for, that uncertainty. Whereas me, I already look at these numbers and I'm like, wow, this is the kind of start you see either from A, a superstar, or B, a guy who's in a contract year and he's not in a contract year. Well, that's the real, real, the real, real reason we're talking about him here mm-hmm. and mentioning the superstar. Uh, the, you know that that name there is because of what he's doing on the floor. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous. Two forty point games, thirty three, thirty two. Right now he's got twenty four and twenty seven minutes. He's most likely going to play over thirty two. So I mean, he's probably going to hit thirty again. So I mean, superstar. I mean, it's 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 hard to say. Like, all right, what is a superstar? Like, yes, there's a superstar in the, in the fact that you know you are a household name getting huge deals. You know, constantly being. Uh, the talk uh, uh, and and just in media in general. So I mean, Demar Derozan mm-hmm. isn't really a guy in a superstar in that standpoint. But I'm talking more a superstar for a a, a team. So like you know, D Rose was a superstar in, in 2011. Uh, oh yeah. And yeah. and I I would say that you know Isaiah Thomas was probably he's been a, he was a superstar last year. Isaiah Thomas for the Boston Celtics was was a superstar. It pains me to admit you're probably right on that one. Yeah, and D- Dwight Howard when he was in Orlando, he was a superstar. But when he mm-hmm. left, I would say he lost that stature. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, Demar Derozan in in a sense that if he's in the place he's right now, I would say he's a superstar in the fact that he is a great player, great player on a great team right now. But would I be like, yeah, I want Demar Derozan on my team? I really think he can make us. A, a championship team. I don't know if he's that player yet. Before this year, I would have said no, but he's off to a crazy start. And but can he keep it up? Well, that, that's the question. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. You know, a fortune teller over here. It looks. It looks good. His play style looks good. It, he shirred up a couple of things. Finishing at the net is one of them, and the free throw shooting is the other. That's the biggest thing is getting to the line. And yeah, that's his game. Mm-hmm. It, he he's somewhere between, and I. It's weird to say this, but he's somewhere between like Kobe Bryant, old Kobe Bryant, and Vince Carter. Like that's his play style. He is fantastic driving to the hoop. His outside shot, no one's going to give him you know a second guess behind the three point arc. They're just like, yeah, go ahead, take the shot. I dare you. So. It's really up to him to create his own plays. So with Demar, I, I think he can be consistently good. I don't think he's going to maintain thirty six a night, but 
Look, he he is taking over this team, uh, Ricky. I think what you mentioned about you know the Cal Lowry is this you know mm-hmm. are we are we going away from the Cal Lowry led team? I think you're probably right. I think Demar is like I signed the contract. I wanted to be the guy in the city. There's a reason I didn't leave for LA mm-hmm. last year because this is my city and I want to go down as the best. And I feel like a lot of guys, you know, it's it's oh like you said they got the contract. I don't care. I'm just gonna cruise. He's like out to prove it to yeah. the entire city of Toronto that I'm the man. And you deserve the, everything you paid for. Well, and I mean, you look at just the fan base alone for Toronto, no matter what the team is, the big two I'm going to use are the Raptors and the Blue Jays. They're usually the team, when they do get the media coverage, they're usually showing them, like, during the um, game breaks where you got the fans outside and the, like, fear the North kind of flag over the crowd. And this is a this is a city that loves their team. Every city loves their team. But... This is wow. I'm seeing well San Diego. I'm seeing <laughs> any I'm San seeing, Diego team. I'm seeing Sacramento. DeMar DeRozan come out with a certain a certain fire and I like it. And the one thing that I think that he's doing the best at is exactly what uh Dave mentioned, the free throws, getting to the line, 6 of 6, 8 of 8, making them pay for it. Hell against the the Wizards, he had 11 for 16 from the line. I mean, right now, I, I mean, if you're looking at stat lines, the six games he's played, I mean, the the person he probably compares the most to is that one season Jordan shot like 17% from three and like at 36 <laughs> points. Again, hold he's back not the GOAT conversation. And no, I'm not saying he's the GOAT, but like. No, no, we, but comparing we, him to. But, but no, but like. I the, felt bad enough saying somewhere between Kobe Bryant well, and Vince Carter. The, the play style <laughs> is, is like the old NBA. It's like it he, is. He, if he was in 2002, then yeah, he's a superstar. Yeah. I mean, he's up there with Vince Carter and, and mm-hmm. Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter were better three-point shooters, but then again, there is a more of a reliance on perimeter defense, so you know, right. we don't know how many of those were actually contested. The other thing you have to take for credit here, though, is he's going up against top-level competition. You know, He went up against Detroit, was a playoff team last year, went up against Cleveland, champions. Washington, we expect to be a playoff team. Denver, no slots themselves. Bad, I know. Yeah. That's, it's the expectation going in, yeah, and on okay. paper, these should have been challenging games. And look, they're, they've eked by against Denver. They killed Washington, and that Cleveland game was a nail-biter all the way through. So honestly, like, I, there's not much you can like take away from the man on this. He, he's delivered every night, and he looks to be continuing to do that. So I, I think he continues on this hot streak. I think he might cool off to you know, a, a, a measly 30 to 31 points a night. You know, by the time by we, when? Probably by Christmas. I, I'm going Damn. long. I'm going a month and a half. I mean, where where do we see him topping off at? I mean, like, is can he threaten for a scoring title? Because looking at it, I mean, James Harden and and Russ might be the and Anthony Davis too. I, I the think way that he started. I think if KD keeps rolling the way he did, and he's he's playing off that, you know. But how many games will he play? Will he be enough? I mean, he dropped twenty nine in the first half against OKC. Well, we know how good KD is, but then again, he also has half. to go with Steph and Clay, half. and Clay's been bad so far. He's been disappointed, and so is Draymond. Like, yeah, neither so, one I mean, of them are hitting their shots. So KD is getting the most shots in Golden State. So that's why I'm like, look, if they want to, they can feed him another scoring championship. They could, but will they? I mean, that's a, that's a tough thing with how many players they do have there. Demar Derozan. I mean, Kyle Lowry is is another guy, but I mean, he's he's getting like twenty points a game. We're talking about a guy jumping from you know, what was he at like twenty points a game? Twenty four, I think. Yeah, twenty four. Twenty three and a half last year. So, so, so I'm theoretically saying a six point jump. Yeah. In a season, that's huge. That's almost like most improved player huge. Yeah, and the one thing too, I mean, he's actually he's been way more efficient. I mean, looking career wise too. I mean, his free throw percentage is down by a little bit comparing it to last year. But I mean, eighty five and eighty two right now. How early it is on, or how yeah, early on how, the how season shot. isn't the that one, off? And yeah. the one thing you also have to look at, the points are coming from different places now. Where I mean, last year to this year, we see the increase with Demar Derozan that we've obviously talked about, but Kyle Lowry. He's below his average for last year. Damari Carroll, below his average for last year. He was hurt most of the year, too. And the two guys that Mm -hmm. have kind of, and I'm just looking at averages so early in the season, the guys who have more points so far, DeMar DeRozan and then Valachunas. And one thing, too, for DeRozan is, too, last year he only shot, he shot like 17 a game. Now he's up to 25. So, I mean, he's taking more shots and he's being more efficient with those shots. Mm -hmm. Career high in in efficiency uh, with 55 uh, field goal percentage. So, I mean... 
The one thing with DeMar DeRozan is he's being more efficient with his shots. He's being more selective, and that's something that's paying huge dividends for his career, obviously. And also, I mean, Toronto's 3-1. And when it comes back, just to circle it back to the yeah. question, I think my answer is going to be he's— when it comes to superstar, I'd put him as a tier two superstar, where he's not the LeBron, he's not the he's James that B Harden. plus superstar. You, you might not say, "Hey, I want him on my team," but you'd be happy having him on your team. I feel like it's got to be a certain However, team build, he's, though. He's going this year to show that I am the team captain and the solid team captain for the Raptors this year. One thing I do feel like him and Kyle Lowry though don't really argue for that. I feel like either of them can be, but I, I know what well, you're that's, saying. That's what but, you get from Lowry. He's a veteran. He's yeah. 30, 30, 31. Like, it's not like he's one well, of these so young kids. So does DeMar. Kids. DeMar's 27. He's just hitting his prime. Well, that's that's the thing. Yeah. It's You're not dealing with, you know, the Bradley Beal, John Wall drama, the Russ KD. Like, these are two guys who are a bit older. They're a bit more developed. They have their game defined. They know the role on the team. Mm-hmm. And you don't see any of that conflict between them. So, honestly, it's probably something that doesn't go, you know, noticed enough is their uh, bond between each other. Their, I don't even know what you want to call it. but I'm going to throw yeah. out an analogy. And this Friendship? Analogy, is that Friendship? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird to say in basketball. <laughs> I'm going to throw out an analogy. And, of course, the guys well, I'm throwing out are on a higher plane. I thought, because I they, thought they are, were going to be bulls. Because they are superstars. <laughs> no, but they're from the city of Chicago. <laughs> of course they um, are. <laughs> these guys could be, and DeRozan and Lowry could be to the Raptors what Taves and Kane are to the Blackhawks. Yeah, I think in different ways, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, just like, the like one two on the team. They're together. It's you don't really see much drama between or you, them. Or your Rizzo and KB. Rizzo, there you I'll go. take that there too. You go. Well, and it's like uh, I learned uh, this week, Sean. Saw a thing on Twitter. It said all you gotta do is find someone that looks at you the same way Rizzo looks at KB. Oh, okay. So that's what we had to re-record? Yep. <laughs> that's pretty cute. All right, so anyways. That's what I'm looking for, the girl that looks at me like Rizzo looks oh, at, Kate, at Chris God. Bryant. Anyways, <laughs> um, you brought up B-plus superstars and that DeMar DeRozan's in that. Who else would you say in that, is in that? Because A-level a superstars, you obviously threw out LeBron, Steph, LeBron, KD, Steph, KD, Russ, yeah. James Harden. Yep. Who else is in that? B plus or B B level for you for superstars. I'm gonna stars. throw out a guy and have you you either one of you two answer it. Where would uh, Paul George fall? That's pretty fair. Yeah, I would, I would say B. It's a small market. He he's definitely one of the most productive players in the league. And I would say Kawhi's in there too. Yeah, I mean not not trashy so, Kawhi's play, but Jimmy I, Butler I would say is a B plus superstar. I think he's B plus just because of his actual talent. Yeah, where Kawhi's more of the market, mm-hmm. and and maybe Paul George is more of the market, but where Demar Derozan and Jimmy Butler are probably more there because of their talent. Right. Yeah, I, okay. I was just trying to get a more of a baseline. Let, let people know. I mean, would, would we're a- not totally discounting you, but mm-hmm. like it's it's just unfortunate that. As a brand, he doesn't have that kind of pull that all these other players do. Would Dame be a, uh, a yeah? B Dame's plus? a B plus. Okay, or, D, or B. That's just because <laughs> yeah. market again. I mean, like some of these guys could be A's, but it's just more. Yeah, of, it's like Carmelo's an A because New York City. And he's and he was so good when he was exactly. Right? And I mean, yeah, he's been down a little bit, but still, I mean, Carmelo's still an A, an a guy mm-hmm. and D Wade too because of his years in Miami. Uh, but and but and you know not really as talent anymore, more mm-hmm. name recognition. And I think Demar Derozan really hasn't had his time to have That's that superstar moment. Yeah, so we'll de- we'll definitely see. Do you think he ends up as the scoring champion, it's scoring title champ? Yes, no, or no? that's going to go to Harden or Harden or Russ or KD. One I, I, of those think, three. I think it's going to go to Harden or KD. No AD. No, Anthony Davis is gone. We, now. we went from you know forty five and fifty a night to a week. Uh, realistic. <laughs> Dude, he's not going to survive a whole season. Realistic. We're talking to Marta Rosen after he, five he, games. <laughs> AD's not going to last a whole season. Do you he's see how bad? points. Do you see how bad his team is? His, oh, his team's <laughs> That's what I'm saying. His team say, is Do you garbage. see what team he plays Physically, on? Physically, him and Russ are, scare me. So that's why I've got to go into KD or Harden. One one thing I want to mention, too, this is just completely off the cuff. Not even a guy who's a superstar, though, uh, who might be, though. I've, I've been talking TJ Warren yep. for, about the Suns, and everyone's just not, Most not, improved player. not, enjoy, not, you know, not backing me up on it. He, he's been looking better than <laughs> Devin Booker so far in this year. He's so, a volume scorer. And he's good at it. He's good at it. And but he's he good has at it. Some personality problems. He's good at it, though. I'm not arguing. Yeah, he, this, he is. Is, this is a great year for him. It's a fantastic just, start. Just want to he's throw probably it out. got most improved. Like he, he is last year how CJ ran away with it. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably in that same category right now. Yeah, and the reason I throw it out there is because we were talking Pelicans. I wanted to see what AD was doing. They're going up against the Suns. He's got 14 points right now. So just want yeah. to say it. Uh, but anyways, uh, final final notes on the Demar Derozan talk. Demar Derozan made me eat my words. He's not an overrated player. 
But does Toronto lock up the two seed if he continues playing like this? It's hard that they don't. I mean, and this is coming from a guy who had them at like five, six, you know, something mm-hmm. something awful that Toronto scolded me for. Uh, but no, I, I think that they're killing it right now, and DeMar DeRozan definitely can carry the weight on his shoulders. Ricky? Yeah, I, yeah, you I had, had him, him there, too, yeah. so yeah, keep him there. Yeah, and I, I think I think definitely. And it wasn't, again, Toronto fans were salty at us, and we've given you so much love before. And so. that, that's the one thing I want to <laughs> say, salty at us Toronto fans, I had you at two. Don't be salty look, at me. Look, just because we get hyped in. over new acquisitions for other teams, and you guys yeah. made the big move this season of uh, drafting Yaka Pertle and getting, getting rid, rid of, of Bismack. Bismack. Yeah, they got rid of Bismack. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think, I think it was more of hyping other teams and just kind of forgetting about Toronto. It wasn't really done with uh, a slight, even though I said Demarco Rosen was overrated. But uh, you, you maybe. Know, I, honestly, I think I think that they can be, and, and that East is going to be tight anyways. So I mean, one to five in the East isn't bad and does not make you a bad team. The five seed in the East can beat not the Cleveland Cavaliers, but they can beat the two seed at least. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think I think I agree with you guys that if Demar Derozan keeps us up, then they can definitely be the one seed. But moving on now, we talked most improved player right now. T.J. Warren's in in the lead, and we're not really talking about that too much. But the award I do want to touch upon is Rookie of the Year. For the NBA, we talked uh, MVP last year, or last last week, last year, Jesus Christ, last week. Now I want to touch on Rookie of the Year. And uh, Dave. Uh, I'm at full attention over here, man. Yeah, who's your, who's your, who's your Rookie Are of the Year? Are you fully erect right now? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. What the f- What? <laughs> How does this get brought up? What? Because he loves Joel Embiid. Dave, is that, is that your front runner? <laughs> I mean, I can't. he's not saying no. <laughs> Joel Embiid is my is still my number one for lover. You can say it, Dave. I, he, lover. Wow, no, no, sir. Look, Joel Embiid is amazing. He, he's putting up like seventeen a night in in capped minutes. He's so like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Twenty one minutes. Twenty one minutes. Yeah. He's putting up seventeen points a night. He's showing us that he can take the ball outside, knock down open threes. He can score down low. Defensively, he's got an he he like has a great presence down low for a guy who hasn't been playing live basketball. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get some timing lining up for his own defense. So he gets that presence. He can swap balls. He goes off the backboard. He can just straight up stuff you too. Uh with him, I'm the only sign of concern for him, and it's not even health right now. It, it's his attitude and it's his maturity. Like I see the same thing I saw out of Boogie his first year, and I, I get a little worried about that because his emotion does play into the game. And you know, the good thing is the 76ers have the ability they they put him on the bench. He's on that minutes cap, so they can let him kind of cool off and reset. That's the one thing I kind of mentioned is like he's having fun, but it's like is he having too much fun? Like I don't want to I want to mean like it's like oh take the game more serious, you know, smarten up. But because there's, okay, there's not there's there's not a lot of veterans on that team, but it's no. still it, it is something to worry about because. Boogie really didn't have that voice in Sacramento, and he wasn't able to be reined in. Yep. And Joel Embiid's a fantastic talent, but talent doesn't mean you're mature. Right. And, and that and that's one thing. And, and it's really hard to say someone be, besides Joel Embiid mm-hmm. is not going to win it the way the way that that because score he's is a currently fucking going. Monster, he is. I mean, Thon Maker maybe is going for him now. Well, I mean, first two shots are switches. Yeah, yeah. first and, two shots are switches from three. And the one reason why we got the process in the franchise. <laughs> and, <laughs> Don't start that. That's not a nickname. The fake ID. Thon fake ID maker. Yeah, the OG. <laughs> but uh, the big thing with Embiid and why I would lean for him as my favorite to win rookie of the year right now is because of the not just the minute. It has nothing to do with Embiid himself. It has to do with the injury to Ben Simmons and then Brandon Ingram coming off the bench being that sixth man or not even a sixth man. In LA, second unit, yeah. because that that's your one-two. Like, name the last time we had a one-two that basically didn't play for the first X amount of games. So Embiid's been the guy. Like the other rookies that we looked at, Buddy Heel 
We knew he was going to have to adjust when he gets to the NBA. Jalen Brown, we knew he's going to have to adjust. But he hasn't been bad. Yeah, I'm he actually saying, has been better than I I'm expected. I'm not saying he's yeah. done bad, no, no. but we're not looking at Jalen Brown as the end, or as the uh, rookie of the year. He, he just dropped he was 19 against Cleveland. He was one of my candidates. I would pick Joel Embiid above him. Oh, yeah. Did, I, oh, no, did, did I stutter? Did I fucking <laughs> stutter over here? I, I'm just Joel saying, Embiid man. is the rookie of the year. I, Tr- trying, to, trying to keep you in check a little what, bit. What I'm saying, Ricky, But Jalen Brown has impressed and he's done I, I think yeah. we all expect him to struggle a little bit more from the outside shooting he, he's still got the athletic first step that he can get to the line well that's the thing is Joel Embiid's really the only starting rookie I mean the three guys I have pulled up that well, are not Joel Dario, Embiid yeah Dar- Dario too Dario would probably be it's probably Joel Embiid and then Jalen Brown in my, my eyes yeah. here but the other three guys I had pulled up was Malcolm Brogdon who's coming off the bench for Milwaukee who's playing absolutely fantastic Brogdon's Chris, quite well Chris Dunn who started two games for Minnesota because but hasn't of Rubio's been injury. yeah hasn't, <laughs> hasn't been uh, he consistently looks, he looks lost out there I'm afraid actually he, well he, he putting stat wise he hasn't been bad and he and did he, you see the game at when Rubio got injured what happened after, exactly after about five minutes they told him to go stand in the corner it was four on five ball really it was. Dude, I'm not even kidding. It was one of the like saddest things to watch because he looked over his head. And I, I know it might just be the initial, like, oh, shit, I have to run the one team. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely some prep you need for that. But that worried me. I'm not. I'm sure long term he'll be fine. Yeah, and I'm looking more of a, a, a stat number because 42% from the field, yeah. 50% from three, uh, three rebounds, uh, five assists. 2.3 steals, and he's not turning the ball over that much. Right. He has pretty much the same amount of steals as, as he does turnover, so I think that's something promising. I just really haven't been able to watch him that much, because yeah. where the fuck am I going to watch a Minnesota game? Because I watch everything. That's that's where I'm going with this. Uh, my dude, though, un- my underrated boy who I loved uh, all the way through the draft, Sabonis. He stepped up huge. They they felt so confident in Sabonis that they got rid of Ursan Ilisova. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's one statement that a franchise makes that's just like, Holy shit, they actually bought in. Like, and this or, or Ilya Silva to wasn't be, doing no, that. He, he, wasn't. Was a, he was a good three-point shooter. To be honest, though, Ilya Silva was like last in our rankings well, for the preseason. But that was just straight disrespect uh, on our but part. But he was yeah. still like very I, – I, that was no disrespect on me. No, he I think was it was like, Kyle Singler. Kyle Singler. Kyle Singler, Singler too, and Ilya Silva. They played different positions. Anyways, Ilya Silva <laughs> – They were on the same pro- team. <laughs> Ilya Silva played, proven us wrong because he's been good for – he was good in the one game that he played for Philly. And it was it was good he, for like, was like solid, what yeah. three played for OKC. Yep, but, but Sabonis has been a good contributor there. Yeah, and, and I mean stat wise, I mean that's usually what's going to stick out for most voters because not every single voter is mm-hmm. going to be watching, watching the game. Yeah. So if they if they do see Chris Dunn's mm-hmm. uh, stats, I mean he he they, they oh, look yeah, good. He can make the push, and now he's got the chance to run with the one team way earlier than anyone expected, except Ricky, who is on the uh, just get rid of Rubio before the season starts. This man's ready. Why what? not? One thing. Well, <laughs> why not? Why not? It's because you need some veteran presence there. Yeah. I mean, you got cat. <laughs> <laughs> one year, man. Oh, rookie of the man. year. I would say Wiggins is probably more of a. <laughs> Wiggins was rookie of the year. He's been you, there a you, year longer. You've got Tom. Say so they Thibodeau, had Anthony Bennett. Fine. We can bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention though. And KG, is, don't forget him. <laughs> is since no one's really pulling themselves away here. Oh, it's Joel Embiid has. No, no, okay, I'm saying seconds. The one second thing, like the one point I wanted to make, and this goes for overall, is Embiid to me. It's like. He's going to be the winner of this award unless one of two things happens. Ben Simmons comes out of this injury and somehow lights it up and is amazing from when he starts, or if Brandon Ingram gets more minutes as the season goes on and lights it up. That's couldn't, it. Couldn't let me ask, answer the damn, ask my damn question. My question it's was going to be. It's almost like you're not the host. My, now you can go ahead and My ask question it. was going to be can Ben Simmons really pull, pull like a Tom Brady, play 75% less games, and still pull out the, the rookie of the year? <laughs> Dep- depends on how long he's out for. Well, let's That's say. That's what it is. Let's say he misses 75%. Uh, so, no. so let's say. 50% of the season required, I think. In order no, no, to I'm, I'm like, sorry. No, like he's plays 75% of the games. Oh, okay. So he misses okay. 25% of the games. Fair enough. So I'm saying he, he plays for 75% of the season. So he plays 75% of the season and, and and plays like we could expect Ben Simmons to play, which, I mean, is, what, what, what do we put him at? Like below LeBron James, but pretty much could be LeBron James. Like what? What do we put LeBron him? James? Yeah, that's what we put him at. Like I, I mean, put, I didn't put him quite a LeBron. James. Lamar Odom slash LeBron James, like a more athletic Lamar Odom. I think that's where we kind of kind of settled that. But but really, yeah. I mean, like, can does does Ben Simmons have a shot? Or like, if Julian Embiid plays at the level he's playing, can he really 
keep it keep it there let's that's what i'm trying to throw it's out there. there's there's no freaking jesus dave at least have a discussion no, no <laughs> i, I won't, think because I... ben simmons isn't a good shooter so and like you said you said no, no you said earlier that people are, are impressed by stat lines so ben simmons can go out there and drop 10 6 and 5 and i mean that that's actually impressive what if he drops the like same 20 time, what if he there's does no chance he averages 20 a game I will bet money on it this moment. There's no chance Ben Simmons will I'm just average 20 it, a game. I'm just throwing it out there, Dave. Not this I'm not year. saying he's going to. I'm just I saying. I mean, he's going to have like, to if he wants to what, be Joel. What, Joel if he, what if he lights it up? Because the yeah. one thing. If Embiid like, starts playing more than 20 minutes a game, you best watch yourself. The man's <laughs> going in Shaq territory. Well, and the one thing with that is, like, you talk about, like, Ben Simmons. Oh, he needs to improve his shooter or his shot. And, yeah, he does. That's the one criticism we all had. But you don't need to be a shooter in order to average above 10 points. I mean, if we look at LeBron early in his career, he oh. didn't have that developed shot like he does but now. But LeBron was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like they're, they're, it's, and again, it's a similar situation. And you don't situation. think the offense would run through Ben Simmons and Philly? I think Philly? it would, but you're going to dump it to Joel Embiid because every match is a mismatch. And who's going to get the have, assist for that, Ben Simmons? You, and you also have Ja. You also have a lot of guys on, on Philly. They've had I mean, Fernandez, who has been stepping mm-hmm. up huge at point guard. He's an aging vet, he, He's an aged veteran. Who came back over to uh, to the NBA this year? Did he come back over, or is this his first time? No, no, no. he w- he played. Uh, I believe four to six years ago. Like he he's one of those guys who. Are you like, thinking went... of Rudy Fernandez? Because Rudy Fernandez used to be on the Blazers. No, I'm thinking of the okay. point guard on the 76ers. Gotcha. Just that's fine. And you guys fact check me, please do. I'm doing it. Uh, because if I recall correctly, you know he did come over, played time, and then went back over to Europe. And they came back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, getting, r- I'm, I'm wrong as thumbs fuck. up over here. I'm wrong as fuck. Because I actually watch the games. I'm wrong as fuck. Thank you. Well, I hold on. I watch the games. Come on. Sorry, there was a little bit of history that me and Sean were watching well, while Dave was Rick, concerned Ricky, about Ricky, basketball. Ricky's got I a good back excuse. and forth. <laughs> Ricky's got a good excuse. I I've been watching games here, Dave. Come on, don't look, throw me on the bus. Joel Embiid is phenomenal, and yes, the offense will run more so through Ben, mm-hmm. but. Don't discredit the point guards that are already in place in Philadelphia. They're building chemistry while Ben's not there. And that's hard to come back and insert yourself as the focal point of a team when you haven't played for the first 20 games, the first, you know, however many it's going to be until Ben is back. What's the stat line you threw out at the beginning for Ben Simmons? 10. Oh, that was me. What, I said 10, 10 6, and 6. 10, 6, and 6. What if it's, I'll raise it a little bit. What if it's like 16, 8, and 10? Is that is that rookie of the ten year rebounds numbers? or ten assists? Ten rebounds and then eight, eight nine eight assists. assists. Okay, yeah. I mean that's triple that's double ri- area. Yes, I, I don't. I that mean, would be if phenomenal. He's, if he's because, triple double area, then yeah. Because but I if mean, Joel Embiid starts playing thirty five minutes a night and starts dropping thirty points a night, then no. Well, if Joel Embiid starts, uh, then he's going to scoring title there. So all right. I mean, it's, so, it's well. The thing is, it's it's so hard to like say like because we are five five games in. So really, it's overreaction city right now. Yeah, that's what we're doing. So Joel Embiid is going to be the next Shaq. No, no, Ben Simmons dream. is going to be. He's the dream. Okay, he's see. got the dream shake. You got to give the man credit. Well, well, I mean, so he's the next Larry Bird slash Dirk slash Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. Sure, I mean, because he can shoot from three. Ben Simmons is like LeBron mixed Thon, with magic. Thon Maker's never going to miss. Ben yep. Simmons is Jesus Christ, and Malcolm Brogdon is the next six man for four, 15 straight years. Because <laughs> yes. that's a guy I want to talk about here is he's shooting fantastic from, from, from three, and he's and he's driving in the hoop. He's able to go to the foul line. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon is playing fantastic. It's a really good fit, Bucks. too. I, I want to give the Bucks credit. and I, I want to give Malcolm Brogdon credit. I love the kid. All right, Bro- fine. Let's, let's not give the Bucks credit. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> See, because I remember watching him when we went to yeah. when we saw him the, the Sweet Sixteen. I have a weird feeling that Brogdon is going to develop into. I want to say like a, oh, and I might get chastised for saying this, like a Ginobili like and Ray Allen type of player on a team or in a Ginobili and Ray Allen are two Me, completely yeah. Players. So that's a, <laughs> I like I can see field. him. I'm gonna go more. I'm gonna go more towards Ray Allen because when I think of Ray <laughs> Allen, and I'm not talking early Ray Allen. I'm talking like Celtics and on. He okay. was. Not the main, like, he was, yeah, in the big three there, but it was really KG and Paul Pierce ahead of him. He was just there to do his role. Knocked when he went to shots. Miami, he was there to do his role. That's what Brogdon's going to do. He's just going to, like, eventually he's going to attach to a superstar or to 
two players who can be the one and two, and he can be the three. And all he's going to do is do his job and do his job well. I was going to say, so like Andre Godal and the, the Warriors, but but then again, but I also want to say, I mean, Andre Godal was a superstar yeah. in his own right when he was in Philadelphia. That's why I would say like Ray Allen, like early. Well, Ray Allen was is one of the greatest shooters of all time. So I think where, I think Andre Godal is more of a fair comparison than Ray Allen. But where did where did Ray Allen start his career? Where so you're just started? literally just saying it because he's no, started I, on the No, I didn't even think about that until <laughs> sure. just now. Didn't think about that until just so now. So he's the next Dirk because Dirk started on the Bucks, <laughs> oh, then they're going to trade him to Dallas. I mean, hold up. These but, comparisons are amazing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> another guy, finally, because uh, I want to get off this rail and is Malcolm Brogdon talk, uh, it's it's Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown, hey, we said he didn't have a shot, 44% from three, nine points a game. Uh, I, I mean, the one thing, I, I think even LeBron just gave him credit, too. LeBron says. Yeah, he got some props. He, he said, I think LeBron said something that, I mean, he's not fully developed. This is going to be a kid that's going to be, be really good. And, and, I mean, we really saw his coming out party against Cleveland going 50% from the field, 50% from three, three is six, two, going 50%, or he missed the one free throw he took, but two, I, but still, I mean, I mean, he played Jaylen, 35 minutes in that game too. I mean, it was, he was def- very long athletic. Game. Yeah. I mean, very athletic. I mean, they did kind of get blown out, but I mean, I mean no, they, twa- they brought it back to reasonable. On they, the, they were I getting know. blown out. For it was over. Game. Don't get me wrong. Like it was garbage time, but still they brought it back. But, yeah. but I mean, it's still been impressive what Jalen Brown did in that Cleveland game. So, I mean, again, it's overreaction. We've only seen five games, but that game is a very good sign for a young player. I Absolutely. mean, we, that's a kid who we said probably needs a couple years to get to his spot. And I think, really a Jalen Brown is kind of like a guy that we talked earlier is, mm-hmm. is he could be a DeMar DeRozan player where he's not going to be a superstar where he's not going to be you know a LeBron James type player a KD type player but I think he can definitely be a B-level superstar and maybe an A-level superstar because he's in Boston and if he stays with Boston but yeah I, I think I think that he can be that type of player where he's not going to be a guy where it's like all right, Jalen Brown is going to be a guy you build and draft around. He's going to be, you know, the, he, you need, he's going to need a he's going to need a Robin, but like a bigger, a better Robin, like kind of more Batman, Superman, Justice League kind of thing <laughs> instead of Batman and yeah, Robin. You don't think him and Isaiah are a good fit? I don't think Isaiah is going to be that good for that long, just because he is he's thirty, right? I mean, Isaiah is pretty old. Isaiah is like twenty nine, thirty. I mean, I, I don't think the time that so in thirty three years when <laughs> Isaiah is thirty three. I don't think Jalen Brown's going to be. I think Jalen Brown's going to be looking for someone more when Jalen Brown is in his prime. 27. He's in his 27. So, I mean, when Jalen Brown's more in his prime at 27, I mean, what's that going to put? Yeah, no. Isaiah. I understand, but like Isaiah's whole game is his speed. It's his, yeah. uh, it's his quickness up and down the court, and it's him forcing other teams to play up to that speed, or he gets easy buckets. And you have Jalen Brown, who, athletic as he is, can keep up with that. And we watch this, like I said, 35 minutes of game time. He is able to maintain pace, so that's an athletic duo. I mean, the Celtics have a very good uh, team. They're young as far as a lot of their really good talent goes, so I, I, I'm I'm cautious, but I think Jalen Brown, I know we, we should talk to it a lot, but there's hope. There's well, hope. I don't think we ever said there wasn't hope. I just think that we said that he was going too high, but I think uh-huh. I think that we can definitely take back that he might be going too high because of the potential that is there. And I think that we always said... That, yeah, the potentials, asterisk, that, that, that the potential's there, but we, we didn't see the, the value right right away. Uh, and that, that's one thing. I mean, you know, if and one guy I do want to throw out there to kind of wrap this up before we get into future Rookie of the mm-hmm. Year's, because uh, we're talking about the next uh, Maybe upcoming next draft. Maybe yeah. next year's Rookie about of the year. About the upcoming draft is uh, Papa Giannis. Yeah, I think that's Thoughts? Uh, that, that, on, uh, that's rookie where, of the year. Is that where like future rookies got to put in the cricket sound after that? Yes, because neither of us talked. It was a it was a joke. <laughs> so I think this one, I think yeah. that one's called a uh, a bomb. I think I, bom- <laughs> I think I bombed that joke. Because <laughs> me and Dave just looked at each other like, like what the so, fuck? Uh, happened? So yeah, that's a thing. I mean, it's not, like I'm, it's not like I've been making that joke forever. Anyways, guys, <laughs> thanks thanks for throwing me another bus there. Guys. I, gave, I gave Dave that look like you want to take this one, champ? <laughs> no, no, no. Just try to throw I'm it out. I'm just happy, there. you know. Just Dario make, is uh, he's make, looking good. Just trying he, to make jokes. He's uh, <laughs> he's playing up, and uh, you know, he's giving uh, Joel some uh, good competition till Ben Simmons comes back. I mean, that's the thing. I think. I think. When now, are you buying a Sixers jersey, Dave? That's so a true soon. question. So yeah. with the StubHub ad on it, <laughs> it's um, just gonna say the process on the back. <laughs> I'm getting it's a What's custom the, jersey with Embiid's number in the process. So 21 in the process. Yep. yep. Not 69 in the process. <laughs> That's even better. Should be a shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, final thing before because we're we're getting crazy. I know. Here. Uh, obviously, Papa Giannis is a joke. I know he hasn't played a game. Uh, and, and another thing too is that with how well Embiid's playing and with how well Dario's playing, 
Now the talks of Noel possibly going are ramping up, and now the possibility of Jaleel or Ja going out is definitely uh, is definitely ramping up. So it'd be fun and, and interesting to see what happens in seventy in, in Philadelphia. And that's the, the one question I want to end this on because I know we're talking about Rookie of the Year right now. It's Joel Embiid. I mean, the guy's playing out of his mind. Uh, and I think if if there's a close second, if Jalen Brown can reproduce what he did against Cleveland, then yes, he'll definitely be in the in the fa- in the mix here. Uh, but the thing that I want to talk about is is if Joel Embiid can stay healthy and Dario can play the way he's been playing, who do you really move there? Because do you move Dario and possibly bank that he's got a lot of potential and someone might bite on him? Do you go with a guy who's kind of established in Ja, or do you go with a guy in Nerlens who is an athletic freak? I mean, who, what should the 76ers do with those four? That's a great just, question. Just a quick one. And I, oh, I can't give you a quick Okay, just Can I give the quick one. answer yeah. and you can give go, the in-depth Nerlens because he's older maybe? Nerlens, that's a guy He's older. Go I guess. Yeah. yeah. He's no, all the side I, of the I, I'm gonna Four. I'm gonna say that you move Ja. I think he's the odd man out. Nerlens, Dario, and Embiid can work together really nicely. I agree with you there. And and it's more just because Ja has more value. Ja has more value and I think Ja's a weird fit yeah. in any team. Ja's Ja's uh, again, kind of like the DeMar DeRozan, where if he was in 2002, he'd be the most valuable be, player because he literally well, it's just be low dominant. post. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he'd be dominant. But let's move on now. 2017 NBA draft. It's, it's it, the, you know, college hasn't started. I think, Ricky, you said a week uh, before it starts. Yep. And we're, we're just, right now, this is where the teams are kind of playing their exhibition games against the lower uh, colleges that just want to play some exhibition games. They toss them a couple hundred bucks to uh, take a fall. <laughs> You're like, hey, you want to lose to us by sixty? No, these, these like don't, in college no, football, these, these don't count. These don't. <laughs> no, count. No, I, I know they don't. But that's like college football. You know the warm up games where you you pay yeah. a college a couple hundred bucks. But these are know, the true. You get some new lights out there. These are the true definition of warm up games. Like, where uh, like, oh, want to play a scrimmage? Yeah, like Brett uh, Brett uh, Calipari hitting a yep. hitting a three and mm-hmm. and one there, and his dad <laughs> trying not to smile. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, <laughs> fuck that. It was a terrible game. Uh, <laughs> finally, uh, what, let's get to the actual to- topic here. Mm-hmm. Is is who is really uh, getting you excited? For the 2017 draft, because obviously you got two. It's kind of a guard heavy here because mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't really seen guards be the the, the real topic of the a focal point. of a draft here. But I mean, yeah. you got Fultz and Smith who are kind of right now on Draft Express. And Fox one and Kentucky. two. Fox in Kentucky here, and then you also got Josh Jackson, Jason mm-hmm. Tatum for your small forwards there. You got Harry Giles down there, uh, Jonathan Isaac as well. And then you, if you're going for the older guard, you got Grayson Allen, Nigel Hayes, who's really old. Uh, you also got Ivan Robb as well, who who's, who's in the mix as well. And he's an interesting one because we talked about him, and he was in your mock draft he was all top 10. the way up until almost – Right before, and then he's like, "Fucking, I'm going back." Yeah, he was the last second he pulled out. He was in my top ten, and he'll stay in my top ten. Yeah, uh, unless he like has a serious injury or something here. I think he's he's still just the just the fact that how well he played this Mm -hmm. freshman year, Evan going back, he's just going to be more experienced. I think I, I really like that move for Rob, and I think that he can be a top seven player. Just because I think that people in front of him will go because of their their youth, but I think like actual production right out of college i think he's going to be the the best right away the guy who is the most intriguing to me is um mark markel fultz and the reason why is he's going to be an interesting one because right now i'm looking at draftexpress.com he's at the top he's number one the freshman coming in and really he's got a unique experience because he can step in as a freshman and be the guy like most college teams because DeJounte Murray, I'm going to call him DJ. DJ is now with the San Antonio Spurs, the Great guy pick. that the guy that uh, Sean and Dave loved over here when we were talking 2016 draft. But the reason why he's the most interesting to me is, do I think he's going to perform well? Yes. But is playing for Washington... Hey, hey, hey now. I'm not ragging on Washington. Are I'm you sure you're on, not? I'm ragging on the conference they play in. West Coast... Doesn't get as much time as the East Coast. And it's one of those things where when you're playing at 11 o'clock Eastern, yeah. most people are going to bed. Okay, but that that doesn't mean for a draft stock here. I mean, we're, we're talking about that and saying— I'm like, just saying, like, is from a popularity standpoint, of course, yeah, scouts but, are going to be different. But it's we've going, seen to me— it's going to be he. We are not going to hear fully on ESPN about Markel until December seventh. 
at Gonzaga when he beats Gonzaga. See, but the one thing here is is you you say that, but I mean Andre Bargnani went f- fucking number one overall, and he's an international oh, I'm not, player. I'm not saying and, he's not going to go number one. You know, I'm just no, saying I'm just he's saying, not going to get that media coverage. Yeah, but until I mean, he plays those big teams. Yeah, we, I mean we've seen guys like that before. I mean yeah. Andrew Bogut, a Pac-12 guy from Utah. I mean no one's watching Utah in general. And I don't think they were Pac-12 at the time. I think they were Mountain West mm-hmm. when he was drafted. So, I mean, that's Mountain West. wasn't even a top conference. He goes to Milwaukee, of all places. So, I mean, I don't think the school's really going to hurt him that much because even Marquis, uh, well, Marquise not, Chris was getting uh, get, l- getting l- buzzed, yeah. too, when he was when he was Washington let's last not, year. Let's not get things twisted. I wasn't saying the school's going to hurt. I just said it was going to be interesting. He's got to prove himself even that. more because well, his competition's so poor. Well, it's... A, that. I mean, yeah, you've got the Arizonas and Oregon's really good, so you can kind of piggyback off of winning some of those games, but it's really going to come on. Yeah, sorry, everyone can't play in the Big Ten. In, in the media, well, the Big Ten's one of the, that's probably the best. In, like, the that's SEC why I said, in football sorry. is the Big Ten. That's why basketball. I said sorry, can't, never can't play in the Big Ten. But um, this kid already, like, this kid already this guy. has something special. I mean, I was reading a little bit about, um, their Washington played Western Washington mm-hmm. in their last um, exhibition. His kind of delayed debut, yeah, the fourth where game. the team they only won one hundred nine to one hundred three. Though it was a close six point game because they had to, the walk ons point. And to me, in yeah. the entire article, that um, it kind of like sank in that oh, this kid's going to be good. Is they described they were Washington was down by three, eighty seven, eighty four, with four twenty one left. Markel hit a jumper, drove to the baseline, sunk a reverse layup, canned two free throws, and they went on a 6-0 run. Boom, 90-87 to at the 329 mark, and they pulled ahead for the win. And, and one thing, too, I mean, the, the, talking more about the teams that will be playing, picking these guys, I mean, really, I mean, we're going to say Philadelphia is going to be the worst team in the oh, NBA. they're going pra- to pray is, that they get this guy. Yeah, do they and, really and, want a guy like him? A point I mean, guard? Yeah, I, I think would, they but do. Are they going to look for a point guard who has a better shot than he does because they're That's relying sure. on Ben Simmons do to they be want a the point forward? You can afford to have an extra shooter there at point guard because of him. It's something I, to consider. I this I think that this kid this season is going to be so good that you can't pass him up. It's not going to be like, oh, it's not like, a, oh, he's LeBron James. You can't pass him up. It's going to be, fuck, if we don't pass this kid up, he's we're, So you think he's idiots. by far and away the best player going into this year? Right now, yes, he is. One thing I want to say, though, is is one thing with that is you, you're going to have Ben Simmons and then you're going to have, and just saying that he's going to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. uh, and I, he is my number one player right now. But and that's yeah, he's he's my number one player right now. So I mean, that's going to mean you're going to have Ben Simmons, who thinks he's going to be the the guy because he went number one overall. We talked about Embiid's possible uh, makeup issues that he's kind of turning into boogie in, in some areas, or might go uh, turn into boogie. And then you're going to have Fultz, who really feels like he was going to be a playmaker. He's going to be that guy, especially going number one overall. So you might have a KD Westbrook situation, but with three guys. I mean, I, I think that might be a problem you actually run into, and I think that's the reason why Dave brought up the shooter idea, which isn't an awful idea. But yep. I, I, totally, I totally know what you're saying. When you have a guy at this level, it's so hard to say, no, we're not going to draft him. I think what's going to happen is one of the things that I've I criticized in college for Ben Simmons is – in some of the big moments and in most of the games, he was a guy that kind of passed the ball off. Didn't do like it, it kind of felt like there was he was afraid of the big moment at some times. And I think what's going to happen is they're going to look at this kid and go, "Okay, we can draft Markel, and he can be the guy to if we need to take it through a hole, we need a last second shot. He's the guy." while Ben Simmons can just be the overall best player on this team. Uh, You're forgetting about the process over there. Well, Embiid's going to add to it. There's big threes in this league for reasons. and this a big one. This one, you can't do it alone. (laughs) I know you can't. It's just jokey. And the the one thing I do want to throw out there, and I had to look for um, this comment. I know it's only one comment and one person. But every comment matters. Well, they do. And Larry Brown tweeted on our first impressions video that Philly needs slash wants Markel. They need and want him. And I, I think I understand the point where you need a, a guard. And you do need a guard in Philadelphia. But the thing is, is more of 
do you need a scoring guard or do you need a playmaking guard? That's, and I think I think Fultz really relies more on the playmaking ability. And, and yes, he can score. I'm not saying he can't. But, but I, I think the chance of someone like a Malik Monk coming up and this is a dude who can just straight up score for you. I know they've got him ranked a little bit further back on Draft Express, but look, they haven't played a game mm-hmm. of actual college ball yet. I think he's a guy who could be an excellent fit for the 76ers going into the season because of that ability. He can be a one or a two. He's mm-hmm. great on the ball. He's good off the ball. He knows how to move. He's young and he knows how to move, which is something that even older guys sometimes have trouble with is how to move without the ball. So that's one of the things that kind of impresses me about him. And look, if he can play pick and roll, he can dump it down low to Joel Embiid. Like he is going to, uh, he already in my mind is like the best fit. It's just whether he can live up to the hype and to the expectations I've got for him that deserves to be that top pick from the 76ers in this draft. Really what Malik Monk is going to be is he's going to be this year's Jamal Murray for Kentucky because you're going to have De'Aaron Fox at the point. You're going to have Monk, a guy who shooting guard, point guard, who that's what Jamal Murray was. We talked about how, yeah, he's the shooting guard, but he can also play point guard. Mm -hmm. Both of them are 6'4", the only difference. Malik Monk a little bit smaller in the weight department compared to Jamal Murray. So really, it's Kentucky reloaded. They lost you. When don't they? They lost, they lost Murray, and boom, now you get Fox and Monk. Yeah. Or Monk and Fox. I like that one better, Monk and Fox. Yeah. No, I, I think that I think he's, I think it's fit-wise. For me, the guy I'm looking towards in this draft is Josh Jackson. He's one of the few two-way players who still, at small forward, we talked about it, it's the most impactful position in the NBA. It's where you can actually get one guy and be like, this is who we're building around, and this is what can take us deep in the playoffs. And I think that what he has uh, brought, you know, from his early games and from, you know, the preseason games mm-hmm. pretty much is the fact that dude can play both ways. He's aggressive on defense. He's aggressive on offense. The only thing I don't like is his shot right now. His shot, he's weird with his shot because he jumps really high. It's like he doesn't quite get it, but that's mm-hmm. something that can be taught. You can... Like a golfer changes their swing, you can change your shot in basketball. I think he being he can be coached into mm-hmm. getting that shot smoother and uh, confidence isn't lacking. Even though it's not a pretty shot, he still has well, no questions. He doesn't second guess and, himself. And that's the thing. I'm going to throw out really quick. This is a quote from um, Bill Self, his coach at Kentucky, and he's already said, and I quote, I've said it all along, he could score 12 points and dominate a game but he's got to do more things to get easy baskets. We get so hung yeah. up on what we need to or what we do when we have the ball. Josh played 19 minutes the other day. He probably actually had the ball maybe a total of 1 minute or a minute and a half. What did you do with the other 17 minutes that he didn't actually touch the ball? End quote. That's exactly. the thing that he's got to work on this year. And, and one, uh, one players, two players that I want to throw out that are, that are kind of interesting to me, and I don't know if it's his Philadelphia or number one potential, but just later on, and one guy that I think is just destined to be a Clipper uh, in, in some ways. And <laughs> I, I, love, I love this. Can, I, can I take a guess? Yeah, Grayson Allen. No. Oh, uh, this is you're this, not getting a Jamal Crawford he, replacement. He, yeah, he's not. He's not in the area that the Clippers most likely would be drafting. He's more of a lottery. Pick. I just say that because last year I think you had Grayson Allen going to the Clippers in that range. I think I did. Uh, but <laughs> it's Lorenzo Paul who from uh, UCLA. This guy's six six. He's a point guard who runs just in high school was running transition. They might have to replace a point guard. And that's yeah. what I was bringing up. Mm-hmm. He's, he runs just transitional. He was running transitional offense in high school, constantly tossing lobs, constantly playing pick and roll. So, I mean, oh, let's see. You got Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, two of the most athletic goddamn players in the in the league. <laughs> two guys that just thrive on their athleticism. Two guys that live in the pick and roll here. And he's got a developing shot. And I love that size, too, because you're just add, adding size to size mm-hmm. to size. I mean, Chris Paul gets kind of bullied around, not really, but I mean, he can get bullied around by a bigger by a bigger point guard. He doesn't yeah, do it often because he's so on. damn good. Like, hey, I have to take don't a, disrespect a sh- Chris Paul. I'm not. He's a top three point guard in the league. But that's that's one guy that I think if you can develop that skill and you could develop that shot and you could develop that uh, his act of going to the basket, a six six point guard. I mean, we were waiting for Michael Carter Williams to do something, but that never happened. Good God! Um, but if you put him on the right team. <laughs> I think that can be something that's very special there, especially because if they do get rid of Chris Paul, then you can then you can uh, take a guy like Lorenzo Ball, and then again I'm going to go back to him, Ivan Rob. I mean, NBA ready already, 
and now he's going to go back for another year. And the only thing that will screw him is if he gets injured. Because I think he's going to be the best player coming out of the draft immediately. I'm not saying that he will be the best player from this draft class. But, but he can walk and have right away. impact. Yeah. yeah, right away. I'm going to tag on someone else. It's the two guys that I'm kind of looking at with Specialize is Rob and then also Thomas Bryant coming back to the Hoosiers this season. Both of them are going to be sophomores. And it's one of those things of, okay, you have this new system of you can kind of see where the lottery is, where you might fall, and then you can make a decision of if you want to go back or not. These are two guys decided to go back, didn't like what where the teams fell. What are you going to do in that second year now? How are you going to progress in college? I think Thomas Bryant's the guy where we're looking at him where what development are you going to make? With Rob, it's all going to be how much better are you going to get? Because we just need to see no if, regression if from him. But if they don't improve, then it I mean, tanks their stock a well, little bit more. I think with Rob, I think he's still gonna. I think he's a top ten pick no matter what. To be honest with you, I mean, if if everything's he's, there for him already, you're right. If he if he stays where he's at, then I mean, all right, you're gonna pick a guy who was projected to go ten overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in the, in the top ten, I don't think he's gonna go a- away from that. And really, the one thing that I just kind of want to see him do better is just tighten up his game because the game right now he has is something that's NBA ready. I mean, he's not great shooting, especially from three-point land, but he's, he's not he's, a dynamic player. I'm going to be honest. But what he does is he ex- he knows his game and he plays within that and it's it's not fancy. It doesn't impress you, but he gets the job done. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like he he really can't expand that far, but he's not the worst shooter, mm-hmm, but he's not right. that great of a shooter. Uh, kind of in the Blake Griffin area where it's like, yeah, Blake Griffin can shoot, but you don't want Blake Griffin shooting. Uh, and and defensively, he's not tight enough. We're we're knowing where to go, but I mean, with his wingspan, with his athleticism, he's going to be able to stuff shots. He's going to be able to get around. It's just more of being in the right place, being at the right time. And that's one thing of more maybe draft position, but. I really think that he can be something special in the NBA. And if a guy, if someone's taking him at 10 because they're like, oh, well, you know, we have a guy in Josh Jackson or Jason Tatum or uh, or Fultz or Dennis Smith, and we really like the potential he has, but they're drafting on potential alone and not actual talent. I think Ivan Rob showed last year in Cal that he can, that he not only has that potential, but he also has that talent. And if he can just tighten up that game, I think it's going to be so hard for a team, especially if we see something weird or fucky where, you know, it's a team like Boston at three or a team like uh, Minnesota at five, like last year, or a team like Toronto at nine. I mean, I don't think a playoff team or a team that's like close to the playoffs that mm-hmm. you know traded up there, especially with Boston having uh, the Nets pick again. Mm-hmm. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think there's a goddamn way they pass it up because he's ready to play in the NBA now, and I think that it's just more tightening his game. And you're saying you're not going to draft this guy and put him with Brad Stevens and tighten up his game. I mean, that that's, that's the fair. one thing is. I just think that he can be something truly special, and and maybe I'm, I'm okay. sipping the juice. And also last year I said uh, Nigel Hayes was going to be a first rounder. Uh, so he's coming back. He might be in the draft next year. Maybe. Yeah, he's, <laughs> maybe. he's not going to. He's he's get, he's going to have the Ben Bentel special where he get drafted in the second round and get cut. One guy, <laughs> and this is the last guy I want to bring up on my end is mm-hmm. this is a guy where at the beginning of last year I thought he was going to make some noise and be one of those top prospects. And then he kind of faded out. Now coming into his junior year, can he get back to that? Mellow Trimble at Maryland. Can he be mm-hmm. the point guard and kind of add himself to this already kind of stacked point guard class that we have? Because two years ago, people were looking at him, looking at him as a freshman like, man, one more year, he comes out, he's draft material. He needs to be the best player in college basketball. To be a top, uh, to be a first many, round pick. Many thought he could have been last year. To that be a, was like he needs, one of the uh, he needs to have a buddy healed type season, or uh, like Just absurd stats. Well, that's the thing that buddy take over every game. Buddy healed wasn't a wasn't a a lottery pick going no? into the, well going into the, the his junior year. No, and pretty much well, no. He, he, grew, he was he grew going into his a junior lot year. year by year, and the jump for this final year was just absurd. Well, that's the thing is Trimble never tr- Trimble degressed or yeah digressed last season, mm-hmm. and he wasn't good. And that's the thing that had him fall. And right now, I think he's barely in the second round. I mean, he needs to have something where he's Big Ten Player of the Year. I mean, yeah. that's that's the way he gets into the first round, and that's barely because, like, my eyes. as a freshman, you're sitting there like he was sixteen point two shooting forty per, forty four from the field, forty one from three, year. and you saw him drop from forty four percent to forty one from the field. 41 to 31 from three, Ugh. and he dropped almost a whole two points per game. 
He was brutal. He was brutal, and I don't. And his playmaking didn't improve, and that's a guy that. So, so he's on a redemption brutal. tour. Let's yeah, see what he can do. What he yeah. As that's a fair. junior, he can drink a beer. That's how old he is. He can one of the only draft members that can drink a beer. Wow, fair fun enough. fact there. Thanks, Ricky. Yeah. Well, they're coming out younger and younger these days. Yeah. They truly are. Uh, <laughs> my last guy is uh, Grayson Allen. I was gonna. That was guy. I was just gonna be my I, final guy. We agree. Podcast. I know. Ship it. It's hard. I think I love it. I love it because it's another one of these kids out of Duke who everybody hates on. The dirtiest player in college basketball. You just salty because yeah, he's your the favorite dirtiest player, player in college basketball. Draymond nut kicking green. I didn't say Draymond's not dirty. I still love him. I know, and I don't think Grayson's that dirty. You say Grayson with so much spite, though. Grayson Allen. Grayson. He is the embodiment of a modern day. Um, oh fuck, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Leitner. You just he's basically white Duke Leitner. players. You hate them. Like, can no. you name a single white Duke player you don't hate? JJ, JJ Redick. I love JJ Redick. <laughs> well, no, no, JJ him. No, 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 no. Not we agree podcast because we both love JJ Redick. I'm I talking to this spiteful motherfucker oh, over I never here. I hated JJ Redick. Uh, hello, you said he wasn't even that good. Uh, yeah, but not I didn't even hate that good. Him. in an early podcast last season. But I never hated him. Mm, I think I, I think we might have proof. I'll go back hated tonight. Yeah. JJ <laughs> we, I'm gonna find proof. Anyways, All right. uh, either yeah. way though, look, Grayson Allen, great slashing guard. He gets to the hoop. He can improve his outside shot. Uh, I, I think getting a score, like an outside scorer in this draft, he's probably one of the better ones that are going to be available. And I want to see, too, how he works with Duke's recruits and how, how he's going to go. Because he's with, now with the veteran on the team. Yeah, and is he going to get pushed out, really? I mean, is he going to be the guy, or are they going to go to Tatum more? Or it's because, 50-50. I mean, they kind of went to Brandon Ingram a lot in that NCAA tournament, and I want to see if they do that again. I, I want to see... Uh, if Grayson Allen can be the guy at Duke, or if he's gonna kind of take a step back, and that's yeah. that's something that uh, he could, he could is just interesting fade away. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think that's gonna be the end of the fast break. We hit an hour, boys. It's been the last time since so we had an hour podcast, but uh, we hit an hour here on the fast break. That's what happens when you get to the draft talking? It's, 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 it's what ha- time flies when you're having fun. Anyways. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you are listening, don't forget to check out patreon.com slash podcast. If you want to see our faces a little bit more, see some more video podcasts, that's where you're going to help us out at patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Check us out in the descriptions. Uh, I'm at Schwarbo. Ricky's at Ricky Widmer. Dave's at Dave underscore don't underscore tweet. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's all I have to plug. So uh, anyways. You hit Patreon? I said, that was the first thing okay. I did. Cool. Right. Anyways, uh, for Ricky Widmer and Dave Oster, I'm Sean Anderson. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.